Welcome to episode 18 of the LA Rams UK podcast. So it's Chris, I'm back here with you this week hosting this week's podcast. So we are now sitting 8-5 and five after a superb win against the Seahawks at the Coliseum on primetime Sunday night football. Um, as you can probably imagine, it was a little bit easier for us to watch over here at the early hours than it has been potentially on the last few times we've been at the primetime slots. Um, so a little bit different this week, there's just... Uh, a couple of us on, and I will obviously introduce the, the main man himself in a second, but we'll follow the normal format, uh, obviously go over that game in, against the Seahawks, talk about this game, obviously where we head over to A&T Stadium uh, versus the Cowboys, go through any sort of news that have potentially come out already on, on the team for this week and anything else we could potentially pick up around the NFL and answer a few of your questions that are coming through, which obviously we always appreciate, but by no... Well, what can I say about this guy? He's a, an LA legend now. He obviously is one of the people. He is the godfather of our podcast. It's just myself and Tony tonight. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, Chris. You know, I, I thought of today about actually recording the Godfather theme tune and just playing that when I got introduced. <laughs> and, I, and I wish I had done with that introduction, to be honest. What do you mean? That's your ringtone. We all know that. We all know that. <laughs> Only when you guys call me. <laughs> So the other guys will be back uh, in coming weeks. Don't worry, you will not be stuck with our me, mine and Tony's northern dulcet tones uh, for too long. Uh, we will have some different dialects, obviously, from the UK coming back very, very soon. So we'll get straight into it, Tony. The Seahawks, one of our biggest rivals in my eyes. I know you're obviously in, in, on the San Fran side yourselves, but it's the one game that I always look out for at the start of the season. And from what we saw, was an absolutely fantastic performance, I think, from, from all sides of the boards. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always good to get one over on those divisional rivals, you know. I mean, I, I don't hold Seattle up as, as our main historical rivals. I always err towards um, Santa Clara Niners, as they are now. <laughs> um but you know, it's it's always good to get one over on Seattle Seahawks because they are they are such pompous asses, really. Um, you know, Pete Pete Carroll has just got one of those faces, hasn't he? And it's just that whole. No, it's got so- a football being thrown at it. This <laughs> from what we've seen this season. <laughs> it's just that whole. I don't, I don't know. They feel like the new guys on the block because they're only like thirty years old or something. You know, it's it it, it is good. The, 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 they're consistently a decent team, but we consistently have a good record against them, mm. um, and that always feel that always feels good. Um, you know, and it was important that we get the win this week, wasn't it? Um, just just to keep that momentum going after the Cardinals game, and you know, it feels it feels as though we we are still relevant with three games left of the season, as yeah. though as though you know. That that has been sadly lacking, apart from the last two years, obviously. But that's been sadly lacking for quite a few years. So, I mean, and I think the performance was especially pleasing in, in that so much as both sides of the ball played well. Yeah, definitely. We do seem to have a bit of a, a markup on on the Seahawks, and it seems to be the game that they 
the the, the whole team seems to turn up. We we have won four out of the last five, so it we do seem to have their mark. But they always seem well in recent times have been our biggest divisional rivals, as you say. But like you say, I think everybody has, has shown up, and if anything. We, we when the backs have been against the wall, it seems like everybody's turning up. Uh, which sometimes in in all kind of sports, you you wonder why teams and and various different people do do end up turning up like that. But that's just probably how the human brain and, and human body works. But there the definitely does seem to be a different air around the place. I think there may have been some serious words being had, maybe in the team room behind closed doors that that seem to have g'd everybody up and and I think that actually probably starting off the top I think it actually comes out when you actually see Jared Goff with the ball in his hand he looks like the confident man that we, we saw last year taking us up to obviously the Super Bowl he, he looks so much more confident with the ball moving around the pocket and passing it to to the guys down down the stretch but what do you think so that just seems like a different player to me he does feel he does it does feel as though he looks like a different player at the moment, and that's strange to say after a game where he had two interceptions, one of which was a pick six. Yeah. But he, he did look more confident, and, and I think that comes with with the O line keeping him clean. Yeah, um, you know, it was great that we got the the five five sacks against Russell Wilson, and and, and, and none allowed against um, Jared Goff. Um, and that's got to make you more confident the more that the, the, the O-line is protecting you and keeping you in that pocket and keeping you live and on your feet. Well, that's giving you confidence, isn't it, that you can actually be where you want to be, I suppose? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, uh, quite a lot of the, the quarterback plays is around confidence that you can hit the mark, that you will still be stood and waiting for the for the the, the routes to, to, to come to fruition. Um, but, yeah, it, it, did, it did feel as though it was... Everything was coming together at the right time, um, and it, you know we seem to have been doing okay until now, and where the team seems to be stepping up and growing in confidence. And I, I, I just wonder if that that confidence can propel us into um, the NFC West, providing double wild cards. Well, yeah, it's there's a potential there, isn't there? And, and we'll, we'll we'll delve into that potentially further on in a, in a couple of minutes' time of of what the potentials are and the the delights of trying to work out how it all works. But we'll get to that and, and try and figure out where potentially we need to be. Um, but yeah, it, it could happen. It doesn't happen very often. Um, but no, it's there's definitely a different air in the something's changed and you just wish it had obviously come but we're not a million miles away and it's an unfortunate situation that we're in and I think we've spoke about it quite a few times on this pod um, in relation to we're two games effectively out of being where we should be if that makes sense um, and those two losses on the cards and we can all pick on which ones we think shouldn't have actually happened and hindsight's a wonderful thing but if you were two games different, we would be in a very, very different situation. Uh, but that's the situation we're in. Um, obviously, Jared Goff does look like a different man. But, Tony, as we play the lateral, and your man, Cooper Cup, 
has the ball in hand, <laughs> throws down the field. You must have been on. I don't know what you must have been. Uh, I, was, I was I was on Clyde nineteen and a half. <laughs> but, um, would, wouldn't that just have been immense if he could have connected with that? Well, yeah, and it wasn't that far. It wasn't that far. Um, and and it would be. It would have been a touchdown better off than Russell Wilson on the game. Well, there you go. There you go. And obviously, Cup again shows up with in the end zone as, as he always does and doing what he needs to do. And Gurley again, I think when Goff looks confident, Gurley looks confident. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes from a couple of weeks ago when um, Sean McVeigh was asked the question about why we ha- why we haven't been or he hasn't been um, giving the ball to Gurley on a more regular basis. And, and he basically said, because I've been an idiot. <laughs> and, you know, just that's, that's the self-realisation and the self-confidence to even say or you know, think something like that is immense. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Gurley has looked a different player over the last couple of three games. Yeah. Uh, well, the last two games. And let's, let's gloss over the Ravens game. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, 23 carries this this last week against Seattle with 79 yards and a touchdown. That's, you know, that, that, that's great. That's where he needs to be. Um, I was surprised that this week was, was Robert Wood's first touchdown of the season. I know. Fact, I, I, I had to sort of double take on that one, if I'm truthfully honest. It was a little bit like, really? And it kind of took me aback. It really did. I was like, the amount of ball that he gets and, and what he actually brings to the team. So the fact that he hasn't been in the end zone this season was actually staggering, really. That's- Bizarre, absolutely yeah. bizarre. And you know, what's he on? Is he eight hundred and something yards this season already? And and Cooper Cup's on nine ninety. So in theory, both of them could hit the thousand yards against the Cowboys. But you know, yeah, I, I found it really surprising that Robert Woods that was his first touchdown. Yeah, very very strange. And and Gurley's touchdown just showed the power of the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and that stiff arm was well, it was it was criminal. Well, it's. <laughs> And that's now my wallpaper on my mobile phone. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Um, the one guy I do want to mention, actually, for, for, and he's, he's now showing that he's a, a real weapon, is, is Tyler Higby. What Isn't he's, he just? What he's bringing to the side, and, and obviously with Everett being out and from what you see and, and that there's potentially looking at him day by day, he's, he's really showing up and actually he's bringing something so much different than what we've had before and he's, he's making himself into a real asset and, and it's part of that down to actually how the team is playing and how he's being targeted um, you know because he, he can only put those numbers up if he's actually involved in the players and I think I think I think that's come down to Sean McVeigh actually starting to use the tight ends like he did or would have done at, at Washington. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, to, to say that Tyler Higby was, was the main receiver with 116 yards, it gives you those options. I mean, and I think part of that is the fact that Brandon Cooks is, is you know... He's nursed, he isn't he? he? Of course he is, and, you know, he should be. Um, I, I, I'd be tempted to give him the rest of the season off, to be honest, um, and see what he's like for next season. Um, but I, I think he's... Part of it is necessity. We need to find another receiver to go with Woods and Cup. But, yeah. you know, I mean, Gurley 
can always be that receiver as well because he's he's yeah. got that dual threat. Um, well, Josh, but Reynolds, had... Josh Reynolds seems to be used. He, well, he was used a lot for the jet sweep this week. I think it was two plays in a row. He was both used on the jet sweep. But again, he's a big guy. He can obviously be used down down the line as well. So we've definitely got the options, haven't we? I mean. I, th- I think before the season started, we, we looked at the receiving core of Woods, Cup and Cooks and thought, you know, is, is there a better trio in the league? Um, and I think a lot of us thought, actually, no, there probably isn't if they're, if they're all on form. But if we're starting to use tight ends like Higby in that type of role as well, then yes, it's come about by necessity, but isn't it great to have that many weapons? Definitely so. And actually, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Higby was actually a McVeigh draft pick as well. And he went out and got Higby, so he knew what he wanted to use him for. I think it's just taking him time to actually build the playbook potentially and actually have the trust in the guy to actually go and do it. And now he's shown he can do it. He's given him more. True. True, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look up to see if he was... Um... I think he was. I think he was one I've got a funny feeling he was his first. 2016 draft. I might be wrong, but well, there we go. 27. It's in the back of my mind. I don't know where I'm getting that from. Mm. Yeah. So no. No. Good call. Good call. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's showing that we we're having to find different weapons and, and different avenues across the field, um, and, and and players are stepping up, which is yeah. you know next man up. Yeah. And uh, again. People stepping up. I think Troy Hill has got to be shouted out as well. I think he's playing superb at the moment. I think he's, I think he's been targeted because obviously with with Ramsey being taking the ball away from him, I think yep. he's had to step up. And actually, the what I saw this week, they're actually moving the ball towards Ramsey because Hill was actually doing such a good job. <laughs> and that that, that, that speaks volumes, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. And, and do you know what? That you've, all you've got to do there is rub your hands together. Yep. Because that's exactly what they want you to do, is not be able to send it one side, isn't it? Yeah. And I, and I think I saw a stat earlier today, and I can't recall it exactly, but we was we was giving up something like an average of 23 points or more before Ramsey signed for us. And that has now dropped to less than 16 or something. I haven't got wow. the exact numbers in front of me, but you know, it was, it was, it was, there was there was a there was a good difference, a noticeable difference between pre-Ramsey and post-Ramsey. And, you know, it just shows that, yeah, it it cost us a fortune. It's cost us a fortune. Of course it has. However, I have seen something today that there's a potential review of the salary cap, which actually may give us some more. So actually may not cost us as much as we thought. uh, I I think this new salary cap for 2020 has come up. Um... And I think it's something like a twenty percent increase on three years ago, or something like that. Mm. Um, but I, I think that's still to be confirmed with the the owners' meeting and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, which means, yeah, Jerry Jones will just ignore it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I mean, to, to obviously touch base on that. Then I think it was a it was a good game. Definitely something that we needed, obviously, against the Seahawks because of who they are, where they are. Um, and I think it's definitely set us up now to potentially put us in a better position. Now, I'm, I'm going to open the floor to you. It's only because you seem may have got a better grasp than this. So, the playoffs. 
there's so many different caveats. There's so many different parts to it. What have we got to do or what have we got to ask other people to do? Well, the, the, the easy answer is that we've, we've got to win well, out. We've got to win out. <laughs> that's the easy bit. <laughs> kind of. Well, I, 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 I'm not sure. That's the easy thing to say. I'm not sure that's the easy bit to do. Yeah, that's the um, work out, shall we say. Obviously, we've got the, the Cowboys up next, followed by San Francisco and Arizona. And that's mm-hmm. that's our schedule, isn't it? Yes. Um, so you know, in two, we we do seem to have stacked all our divisional games at the end of the season, which is not great mm. um, because they, they always play up to divisional rivals, obviously. Um, but you know, is there a better time to be going to Dallas? Mm. Well, I'll hold my hands up, and on on the predictions that we did at the start of the season, I actually predicted a loss Ooh. on this one. Chris, um, Chris, and I did, and it's because of the fact that I don't like going there. If I'm honest, I don't know why. I just always, I don't like going to that stadium. I think it's just one of them places. I know we we had a, a victory there last time. I think we were there, um, but I just, I don't know. I just find Dallas a, a tough team to to come up against, and they're obviously in the position that they are in their division and. That may cause controversy to, to, to some them, them being six and seven and leading the NFC oh. East. I think it kind of shows how poor that division is. That's just trash, isn't it? You know, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the Redskins on three and ten still have an opportunity to actually win the division. <laughs> it That's just make sense. It's just crazy. Um, well, this, but, but yeah, does it, I mean, show that, does it show the league needs to mix up the divisions? But anyway, uh, that's just my my sort of throwing. Uh, uh, there's been lots of chat this week on 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 lots of different forums and Twitter and um, elsewhere on the interwebs about do the NFL need to change the playoffs and the seedings and and you know I mean to potentially win your division with a losing record and then get home field advantage. Mm. Um, doesn't feel right, does it? But we, we, we have the divisions for a reason. Um, and, you know, we, we knew what the rules were before the season started, so we're not going to change that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, it does feel good that we can go on a bit of a high to Dallas because we, we've matched their record until the last couple of weeks. We've matched their record, win for win and loss for loss all season, um, yeah. and and now to be in an eight and five position versus their six and seven um, feels pretty good. Um, I'm loath to feel confident about it, um, but I'm certainly optimistic that you know we'll, we'll give them a good game, and if we can come away with the win, we'll, then we'll you know we'll be we'll be what nine and five. Um, looking well healthy. Um, yes, we do need to keep an eye on on both Seattle and uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, but, but, there's also, but. but there's there, a but. There is a but, and, I, and I'm not into the intricacies of of um, the tiebreakers. But there's something around the Packers and the Bears game this week. And if the Packers win the division and beat the Bears, they will have a better in-conference record and we will have a better in-conference record than the Vikings. 
and that means we will win the tiebreaker over the Vikings for a potential playoff, which completely blows my mind about how complicated that <laughs> might look. Um, looking at the standings on NFL.com, the Vikings are currently 7-3 and three in conference, so we need them to lose at least one more conference game. And they play, I think they play both the Bears and the Packers, as well as the... Who have they got this weekend? I can't remember who they've got this weekend, but but we are, we are currently six and three in conference, so that that's that's the Vikings got the Chargers. The Chargers, of course, they are. They're in LA, aren't they? They are. Um, so yeah, we could we could do with an LA favour there, couldn't we? And, well, uh, Sam Lagana, shout out to Sam, has tweeted. I think it was today or yesterday. Come on, Chargers! It's LA for LA. Do something <laughs> for us. You're going to be living with us. Do something for us. <laughs> And, and, and wouldn't that just be fantastic to have like a three-way stadium split at the Chargers? You know, <laughs> one third Rams, a quarter um, Chargers, and then the rest of them all for the Vikings. Um, <laughs> that that would be something to see on 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 the TV screen, wouldn't it? Um, so yeah, hope, hoping for a, a Chargers win there, um, but also a, a Packers win against the um, the Bears this weekend. So there's plenty of games for us to. Keep our interest throughout the uh, the weekend. I think. Yeah, I think there definitely is. There definitely is. And obviously, it, the Rams are on Sky as well. They are um, for the general population to um, participate in. They are indeed. They are indeed. And I think, like I say, I, I always I don't know why the, the Cowboys game is is one that worries me going there. And and obviously they have their weapons. Obviously, you don't know which Dak Prescott's going to turn up week on week. Zeke Elliott's a one of the top running backs in the league. They've obviously got some weapons down the field in relation to Cooper and Gallup as well. And they, if if they want to show up, they can show up. But they've also had some stinkers as well. Um, and actually, Garrett's job's actually been on the line a couple of times this season, from what you hear and what you you understand in relation to how the the franchise is run and how much say he has and how much the owner gets involved. And it's a bit of a toxic environment around that, that franchise but they lead the NFL in passing and they lead the NFL in first down so they're not they, they're 6 and 7 but they do hold some number 1s in, in, in the statistics which again we spoke about statistics they, they, they could be doing it all when they're behind or whatever else but you've still got to do what you've got to do to get those numbers yeah, it's, it's the win-loss ratio that counts, isn't it, at the end yeah. of the day? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're possibly going to win their division. Um, but you, you've also got to look at um, the Eagles, who are who are 6-7 and seven as well, uh, tying the division with them. Um, so that's that's not a given that Dallas will, will actually be um, divisional champions. Um, well, the 5-7 the Eagles. Are they? How can that be? We've had all the buys. From what the, what it says on on the NFL on the NFL pickums, they're saying they're five and seven. Mm. <laughs> I, I think you might be a week behind there, Chris. Yeah, that's interesting because that's live, and it says the Giants are two and ten, so they're a week behind as well. <laughs> Maybe they're I'm not sure what's going on there. That's the NFL for you, isn't it? Just isn't it, it's, it's, it's disinformation and false news, there, Chris. <laughs> well, let, let's not get political on this. On this, podcast. no, definitely not. Let's not go no. there. Not especially that we, especially even after we got an election in the UK tomorrow, so we won't oh, even go there. 
<laughs> no, no. Well, well, come midnight, we can't even talk about it, can we? Not so, not so. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, we can come away with the win from Dallas. Um, I've seen a couple of tweets on on a, on a couple of accounts of well today, really, saying that there's not a lot of confidence in Dallas that the the, the Cowboys can actually get the win against us. Um, so hopefully, we can, if we can get an early score. And um, now that we've broken that first quarter touchdown hoodoo, yeah. um, hopefully we can get that early score and the crowd might turn. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And like you say, the, the, the crowd is definitely one that isn't that fussed about getting on their own team's back, which I thought was quite interesting that you actually heard that on uh, at Gillette Stadium this week, which I thought was quite interesting. That oh. you, you even got the Boo Boys in New England, which is, I thought was a bit of a first, isn't it? But Fantastic, and we'll <laughs> Not to move forward too far into the other NFL news, but we also had um, Spygate version 47, didn't we, this week? Yes, which is very interesting. We'll get into that in a second. But no, it, it's it's one of those games, and it's as, you, as we've said, we've got to go out and win. We've got to go out and, I think, win convincingly to actually put it to bed early. Hopefully we can carry on on the form that we've been on as much as it probably pained you because you were there, but actually the Ravens game might actually push us forward and that that's the positive you've got to take from that you know let's, let's make no bones about it you know baltimore ravens are a good team yeah a very good team yeah they're definitely well in my opinion they won't be in the super bowl but um and they have the mvp full stop but we'll see where that goes and, and i think it will be a very it'll be an interesting matchup i think this week which again makes it for interesting viewing Indeed it does. Indeed Not for us, because we'll be sweating on the couch. But <laughs> <laughs> for the neutral, um, I suppose it probably will be a decent one to watch. And yeah, nine, nine again, o'clock kick-off, so we'll be finished by, what, half 12-ish? Yes, a, a reasonable hour for us. Hmm. Um, the only thing that sometimes, and again, this is the problem with the sometimes coverage um, in in the UK, obviously we're a 9.25 kick-off, but if another if the game before overruns, you don't get to see the start of the game, which is a bit annoying. But that's that's unfortunately how Sky play it. When they yeah. obviously have to finish off the the first game, even sometimes, even when it's a complete walkover. But hopefully that the game before, which I, I don't actually know, I can't remember what the coverage was, which game it is it's only on before. Um, will hopefully be be done and dusted, so we can we can actually see the kickoff. Which I think on the last two times the Rams have actually been on um, Sky Sports, we've actually missed the first minute at least. Um, yeah, it's, it's the Texans, Texans Titans at six. That's the first oh, is it? Right, game. Okay. Yeah, so uh, that that could be quite interesting actually. But uh, we'll have to have Red Zone on um, standby, won't we? Definitely so. Definitely so. Okay, so your prediction. Where do you stand? Oh well, I, I had a quick look to see how I predicted before the season started, and Jordan, you, Rob, and myself all had this down as a loss. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! Just what we what, need. What could possibly go wrong? So only Aaron and Luke had had us down for a win, and the positivity. I I, I think we will do it. I th- I think we can win this game. I I don't think it'd be an easy game. Um, I think the Cowboys do have a lot of weapons. I, I think it's they've got a lot of talent on the roster, 
they just haven't clicked as a, as a team on the field. DDD, you're going to press me for a score, aren't you? Well, that's kind of what a prediction means. Twenty four eighteen. Oh, okay. Twenty four eighteen. Let me just put that on there. You can write that down as well. Yeah, I do it oh. every time and make no reference to it whatsoever the following week. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I think it will be very similar. I think it will be twenty eight thirteen. Okay. Okay, that's that's fairly comprehensive. Yeah, I think we will score well early, uh, and I think potentially even their points will come. Well, I think they will get. We'll, we'll have them to maybe a, a field goal only in the first half. That's my mm-hmm. feelings on it. So yeah, that's my prediction anyway. And fingers crossed, they will uh, come to come to light, and obviously the. The Rams can obviously show up and do what we need them to do. So yes, in relation around the the other games, the other news in the NFL, Spygate. <sighs> just, just it, in some respects, it's the gift that just keeps on giving, isn't it? You know, <laughs> how how do they keep getting themselves embroiled in this? It wasn't even their game. And it, I don't understand why the the, the Pats do this kind of. I just. Is it to take it off something else? Is it a deflection? deflection? Throwing a dead cat on the table. Yeah, um, it, I don't know. Is it Belichick's genius? I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but it's, something seems to work for them, doesn't it? You know, I mean, actually rocking up to somebody else's stadium and filming in inverted commas a documentary, a documentary um, <laughs> against a, against somebody you're going to be playing in two weeks' time. You know. Why would you countenance such a thing? And Scouting's fine. I get that. Yep. Scouting's fine. But apparently they have the camera on on the the bench on the head coach and bench for a full eight minutes without blinking. And you know that's not even subtle, is it? But, you know, it's about as subtle as a sledgehammer. Yeah, I just don't get it. I really don't. And it's just again, they are what they are. They, they do what they do, but they do seem to get themselves embroiled in so many things that just doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah, and even though they were and are often the, the overwhelming favourites for both winning their division, making the playoffs and making the Super Bowl pretty much every year for the last 73 million years, <laughs> they do they just come as... Seems every season there seems to be a point where something happens, either they lose a couple of games or something happens with a couple of players, and all of a sudden the media or the fans or some start to talk about them as like the underdog and totally forget the rest of the record, the history, and what they've been doing for about the last 12 years. And it's happening again. Is it too much of a coincidence to keep doing it that way? I don't know. You know, I mean, what what's what's the line? You know, twice is a coincidence, three times is a conspiracy. Mm. Oh, and what are they on? Forty-seven <laughs> or something like that. I don't <laughs> know. But, crying out loud, they must make a film about it. But but um, it's the same. It's the same mo. Every nearly every time. Yeah. You know, it, there's, there's a video camera. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. Change it up, guys. Again, it, it there must be something that psychology is is looking at and and you even obviously listen about the ravens where they've got this 
genius giving Harbaugh the, the, the statistics of how these fourth down plays are going to be working? Is it, Are the NFL working completely differently now where they're actually starting to do these things that actually then change how things move further forward? It's you don't know, dear. There's well, so many conspiracies out there, and, and but it, it whatever works, I suppose. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. But you know, it's, I, I've always been a, a, a big fan of Moneyball and the baseball side of it. I just love that side of the statistics and actually analysing. You know, you're not just buying a player; you're buying his stats and his home run ratios and stuff like. That. I don't think it works for for the NFL to be honest. But you know, analysing the statistics and the history. And all that stuff. There's, there's got to be something in that, and actually crunching the numbers every time. The and Ravens it, obviously seem to, and it seems to be working quite well, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and, and fair play to them. You know, you've got to have the players to actually carry it off as well, and you've Definitely. got to be able to bring the those those players together as a team. But yeah, you, the the numbers are important, and actually understanding what those numbers means and interpreting them is is, is an art. Definitely, definitely. Rather, rather than a science. In relation to other stuff around the NFL, I don't think there was much else from what I've seen so far with us obviously recording this evening. I have seen a couple of things through earlier on this evening, about an hour ago from Serena Morales, of where there's no official timetable for the return of Gerald Everett. Um, obviously, Sean McVeigh said that Tyler Higby will continue with his big role. And then, obviously, he's been also really impressed with... And I always struggle with Johnny... How are we present, pronouncing his surname? Is it Munt? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm, that's what I'm going with anyway. I, 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 need, I need to see it written down before I can uh, <laughs> comment. Um, um, I'll, I'll, Webster, I'll probably get it wrong anyway. Webster was obviously in on the punt return uh, this week with Natson being out injured and, and he's obviously now day-to-day with a hip injury. Rob Havenstein will f- fully participate this week. Um, so we may see him back involved and as I said obviously Everett's day to day on his knee Henderson then obviously saw that was obviously picking up the kick returns as well and again some another option that he brings to the table that he's a bigger guy obviously than than Jojo of course so again that's going to be potentially something different that I don't know how much that you you obviously get one in a one in a hundred or what however what the statistics are on a, a kick return but I think he may bring something slightly different than, than Jojo Natson, maybe with, with Henderson bringing that back. Yeah, I mean, you've got, to, you've got to change these things up, haven't you? It hasn't been working for us. You know, he's, he's been particularly average as, as Jojo for this season, really, I think. Good, you know, change is as good as a rest, isn't it? Mm, yeah, definitely. What questions have we got out there, Tony? Is, is there many there? I think, uh, well, from what, what you told me, I think potentially we may have even discussed one. Um, we've done the playoffs really um, that was Gary Burke on Facebook so it was, you know, can we make the playoffs and if we do how far, how far can we go which is interesting yeah I've not really well if I'm honest I've not really looked that far <laughs> um, you know as, as, assuming that we, we, we took the, the Vikings place in the, yeah. in the playoffs in theory as it stands now we, we'd end up playing the Saints Right. Which would be fun. Yeah, as always. <laughs> and, and I wonder if I'll be asked back on the uh, pod this time. I'm not sure. Was you a good boy last time? <laughs> I was a good boy. I just don't like just don't think they like us. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, as it stands, in theory, D, we would be the sixth seed. And so we go in against the 49ers, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So if everything went as it was today, but we made the playoffs instead of the Vikings, we would play the Saints and then the 49ers. That's a tough run. Yeah, I mean, momentum is everything at this stage of the season, isn't it? You know, if you know, if we were to make the playoffs, we would need to win out the season. So that would be that would be, that would mean winning was winning five games on the bounce to finish the season. That that's good momentum. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I, I, I don't know about how deep we'd go in the playoffs. You know, I I think after the Super Bowl last year and being having the. the the Super Bowl hangover hung around our necks all season. I would be happy the playoffs three seasons in a row. Um, whether we could beat the Saints and is, I think that's a much longer conversation. I think we need to be much closer to the the cliff face before we start answering that type of question. To be honest, yeah, I think you definitely. Yeah, I agree. It's, I think it's we're about thirty odd percent chance of getting to the playoffs as we are. It would be a fantastic achievement if we do, obviously, with having some help from elsewhere. But I think if we were to get in there, great. And I think we'd put up a hell of a fight. But it's one hell of a run to all the way through as well. And, and that's what happens when you end up with being the sixteen, isn't it? But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens when we get to that. Well, we will obviously see how we get on on Sunday evening for ourselves. Uh, Sunday afternoon, obviously, for you guys that are obviously listening over there in the pond. Um, where we have a trip to the A&T Stadium against the Cowboys. Um, be good to obviously put another W on the record, see how we get on, and we will hopefully be back to our full complement next week. Um, but thank you, obviously, for listening. Thank you for the questions. Um, we will be back next week, hopefully, as I say, to discuss that win. But, Tony, always a pleasure. Excellent. Good to speak to you again, Chris. Yeah, good to speak to you. And we will see you and speak to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you.